after going to Jamaica, I was able to pretty much drop alcohol very soon thereafter. Mm. And I, it was a conscious decision that I didn't want, I don't want to be drinking every day. I don't want to be waking up hungover every day. I'm this, I'm, I need to make these changes. And it, I think, afforded me somehow the space to do that without it being horribly painful. I didn't withdraw. Hmm. I just dropped it. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. All right. Stephen, welcome to the reality known as Psilocybin Says. Well, hi, Eric. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah, here on the couch where you traveled so far. Yes, it was quite a journey. <laughs> a, pro, a, a, a very profound experience, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 not your first. This is uh, kind of in your journey with psilocybin. This is another phase in it. Uh, so if you could share with us how you even came to psilocybin. So I came to psilocybin, as many have, through Michael Pollan's book. Mm. Um, I had read The Omnivore's Dilemma mm. prior, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and then when I saw he had done How to Change Your Mind, and I read that, that just set off um, uh, alarm bells that this, he was so authentic that I had to pursue this. And I did a little research, not a lot, but uh, <laughs> a, a, a mention of, of your organization in Jamaica, in the New York Times, mm. I believe it was, uh, searched it out and within a couple of days I had submitted an application I knew I knew this is what I wanted to do so just based on what Pollen said and his, and his kind of credibility yeah and 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 because of what I was going through at the time and I thought this could really be an answer I had done some talk therapy with the counselors and while it was somewhat helpful, it didn't really, I didn't feel like I was getting to the root of anything mm. that I was going through. Mm. And I, I knew I needed something more. I was, it was a very difficult time in my life. Um, my, it had been just over two years since my youngest son had committed suicide. My uh, drinking was, it was getting worse. Um, my depression, the, the cycling in and out of depression was happening on a greater frequency. The bottoms, the lows were getting lower mm -hmm. and the cycles were lasting longer. And I felt at the time that I was nearing the end of my tether and I really needed to do something big. I had to, I had to find some answer to this mm. Michael Pollan really did so much man I know he, he gets a lot of credit for it but got to give him credit for really bringing 
so many people to psilocybin, so many just regular average people like yourself. I mean, you're not average, you're an amazing person, (laughs) but you know, you're a regular guy. You're just, you know, right. Working in your field and doing your thing. And, uh, so man, I just really grateful for, for him opening that door to so many people because it has brought so much healing. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I'm just happy serendipity to have come across his first book mm. and then, you know, that led into his second. Uh, well, just, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> did it, was it all serendipity uh, or did, was it all part of the big plan? One thing leads to the next. Yeah. And so you came to my, to Maiko and that has now led you here, uh, you know, and we've I've mentioned this several times, and I just want to reiterate how how special it is to to have you be such a consistent part of sanctuary. Uh, you know, you've been showing up for these Sunday services, and you've mm-hmm. been really you've really been involved in. You've taken a real active role in your growth, and that is, I think, in large part why you were allowed into where you were allowed into yesterday. You know, you've had, what, how many mushroom trips have you had thus far? Well, the three in Jamaica, and I've probably, in the time since, and that was that was May of 2019 in Jamaica, and then since then, so two years, probably four, five trips of any note, you know, of three to, I think my highest dose at home was seven. Okay. And then I've I've microdosed on and off and I've done a couple of smaller just recreational doses of a gram. Mm-hmm. Um but so not too many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and how from from that first encounter you came to psilocybin uh looking for a therapeutic and that relationship has of course evolved. Um and so you, you made some very interesting and profound statements yesterday in the midst of your experience that I do want to touch on. But before we get there, just kind of share with the audience how your perspective around the nature of the experience has changed, if it has. Well, you know, initially, I think what I, I came from my initial experiences was just a, a, a greater insight into myself. It, it, I think the mushrooms revealed that there are, there are multiple things that I needed to address. And it kind of freed me up to address them. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean freed you up to address them? Uh, you know, it's hard to say, but I was, I was able, after going to Jamaica, I was able to pretty much drop alcohol very soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a conscious decision that I didn't want, I don't want to be drinking every day. I don't want to be waking up hungover every day. I'm, this, I'm, I need to make these changes. And it, I think, afforded me somehow the space to do that without it being 
horribly painful. I didn't withdraw. Hmm. I just dropped it. And that wasn't necessarily true for cigarettes and, and marijuana, which were two other vices that I've had a long history with. But that has come with time. So I'm not sure exactly the, the, the mechanism involved, mm -hmm. but it's, it's allowed me to, to do the ongoing work to try to improve myself. This is always fascinating to me how there, I think we have a tendency to expect therapy, if you will, to have some kind of like a one-to-one -one impact. Like you go to therapy, you have some realization, and then you change behavior. And with, with psychedelics, that very often is not the case. You have an experience that may not seem directly related to the issue at hand, but like you said, you end up having the space or the, the ability to kind of let things go. Did you, did you have, in Jamaica, did you have experiences that were directly related to your uh, substance abuse? I, I can't really say that I did. Mm. That's tough. I, ha I haven't really considered that aspect of it. It's like for me with, with alcohol for me. I, I, I do have periods where I consume too much alcohol. And I've noticed that LSD in particular, when I take a dose of LSD, I never think about my alcohol abuse or use thereof. Sometimes I even have had a beer while on LSD, but the next day and for usually about six months afterwards, or, or sometimes it's been up to two years, I have zero desire to touch alcohol. And there's not any conscious, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna stop this thing. It's just, something's different about my way of relating to life that it it's just, it's just completely unappealing and I, just, I think that, I just think that's fascinating you know and don't have an answer for it uh, if it's a chemical some kind of response or if it's a subconscious shift that occurs yeah there is there is a shift um, you know I think Pollen mentioned it in his book about um, it, uh, it kind of wipes the slate clean for a, a period of time mm -hmm. and allows you to write a new storyline we, we our head is so filled with the stories and the, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we tell ourselves mm -hmm. um, and the, so did, is that what it was then did you make a conscious decision to write a different story Yes. Okay. I, 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 I needed, I needed to make these changes or I was, I was quite concerned I was going to follow my son. Mm. Mm. Um, cause I could, I just, the, it was, it was hard. Mm. It was just too hard to live day to day. Yeah. The memories and the regrets and the guilt, you know, the, and, and, and mushrooms, you know, helped me process through that and you know realize that you know while 
I was not a perfect parent and I made many mistakes along the way that ultimately yeah, it was beyond my control mm -hmm. what my adult son was going to do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for that, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, and of course it still hurts. It's mm -hmm. probably always will mm -hmm. and never quite be over it, but, uh, it's not the crushing weight that it was in even two years after the fact it was still a crushing weight i i yeah i, I can't even fathom um I've, I've i've worked with probably five individuals who've been through the same kind of loss as yours and um yeah i can't even i can't even imagine what that could be like on a on a day to day and i the amount of kind of admiration that i have for you and your wife both coming to the mushroom because like what a what a terrifying thing that must have been to dive into your own psyche at that time i mean it's it's hard enough for people who don't have a lot of pain and uh, or in the guild or all the negative feelings that you were having it's hard enough for so many people to dive into the, the corners of their mind for fear of what that might expose yes that, that is a scary space to go wandering around into mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are a lot of rooms <laughs> that uh you open the door you're not quite sure what's going to be behind there so that's something i don't remember us ever really talking about when when you came to jamaica and had that first experience were were you were you scared of what you were going to find what i was but i was determined to see it through mm -hmm. for the what i expected to be of a benefit mm. to me so I was, I was willing to go there and it, it wasn't what I expected. Um, those were, those were some, a couple wild rides mm -hmm. down there mm -hmm. and they took me places that I didn't expect to go. And I think revealed to me aspects of the things I was carrying around in my head that also needed to be addressed. Can you um, elaborate on that? the the long well mainly the just the 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 long-term addictions and and maybe why they were why they were there and you know what i was doing you know it, I, I think it's kind of a same old story or, or a story that a lot of people share that you know, they, they self-medicate to deaden to mm -hmm. block out the thoughts that that continuously race through your head and loop around. Um, and I don't know that I f fully appreciated that. The mushrooms show it to you, and it showed it to me in a, in a very stark way. Mm. But, and yeah, I might be conflating some of that with just yesterday, because you know, once again, it was very relevatory for me what the mushrooms showed me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you get into, like I said, a place that not a lot of people really get into, um, or or not very early on in their experience. And you know, you've done. It's like you were kind of talking about this morning how 
prior to those first experiences with psilocybin, you hadn't really done any self-development work. That was just not self-help was not a thing that was in your vocabulary. Correct. And to see kind of your trajectory and where you are now, um, it's pretty, pretty outstanding. It's pretty outstanding. I feel pretty good about it. I've made progress. It's in fits and starts and there's been ups and downs and, and some steps back. But overall, the, the movement forward is, has been continuous. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised when you got into the eight-week coaching program prior to what we're doing prior to and post these experiences. Um, that's just, it's just not something that I assumed would be kind of your, your thing. I, uh, I didn't either, actually. I, I did this actually in support of my wife who wanted to do this Mm. and and to be perfectly honest the last few doses at home were so so challenging that I was and coupled with the 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 Buddhist studies I've been doing I was really questioning whether it was time to to put the mushrooms away and and just focus on meditation and 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 that kind of mm. uh, approach to mm-hmm. solving my my problems, um, but on the other hand, I was I was the thought of coming here and reuniting with you and Courtney. Um, it was uh, it was very appealing to me. Uh, I felt like you and I had made a good connection in in Pan in Jamaica. And I was, uh, I was, so I was looking forward to seeing you again. And, and I looked forward to the, the safe space that you provide. Dosing at home is a different mm-hmm. than dosing in Definitely this environment. Want to talk about that. Definitely want to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you are, there, there are so many, but there was once, and I, and I felt this today when we were in integration, I felt this. It doesn't have the same sense of kind of sadness in Jamaica there were so many times that I met so many people that I had such a just such a good connection with and I really just appreciated what they brought to the environment and you being one of those people and and there was were many times that there was a significant sadness at sending those those people back to their homes and me being kind of stuck on that island by myself and and, uh, you know, we briefly touched on this morning just the, the difference here and in, in hopefully building a community that can be more consistently engaged and, and centered around the mushrooms in a, a little bit different way that can provide that ongoing sense of community and connection. It's, it's like, I don't, it's, it's really super important for me and I don't I don't know that I really express this enough you know um, and I didn't know it Um, but it's it it creates a big hole when you you have these very powerful and very real connections with people and then it's just boom they're gone and here comes another group of people and then you got and then boom they're gone you know so to be able to have this opportunity to see like the possibility of like you know 
us connecting in a physical plane more frequently, it it feels like it will, I know it will contribute greatly to my mental health and my stability and, and feeling of being in a community. So I just, I, 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 you know, we've, we've texted back and forth here and there over the last couple of years and stuff, but I, I just really seriously appreciate you as a person and, and as a friend, you know, you're, you're a great guy. And <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, glad you're part of this community. You know, in Jamaica as a participant in Jamaica, you know, there was 10 other people in my group and, you know, we immediately formed great bonds sharing our stories and, and dosing together and but as you say when the week was up you know we all went back to our homes and we all spread you know most of us were based in the US and spread out across the entire nation and mm. and though we had the chat group it's it's hard to maintain that that cohesion and and so this I think this approach that you've got going here with sanctuary and, and more than integration is, uh, is, is gonna be helpful and helpful to a broader spectrum of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jamaica, going to Jamaica was no small feat back then mm -hmm. financially. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think this, you know, will hopefully um, allow a wider cross section of people to access this this incredibly important type of you know therapy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely yeah <clears throat> and still you know I want to say that really uh, encourage and support what's going on in Jamaica Michael Meditation still running Justin and Denise and all of them still doing a great job down there and, and fully encourage people uh, to go you know, participate in that experience oh yeah oh yeah don't get me wrong Jamaica was amazing mm -hmm. I enjoyed every aspect of it the the lodging the the locals the setting and of course the staff mm -hmm. all all the support staff you had put together down there it, it was every aspect of it was was great and that you know that, that was the basic retreat you know and you guys <laughs> since yeah, had added you know mm -hmm. even you know higher level retreats but mm -hmm. no it was it was pretty amazing so let's talk about this this thing of doing mushrooms taking mushrooms at home by yourself and how different that can be and and why it is so important to have you know, knowledgeable support kind of share what your experiences there were when you were by yourself so um doses of any of of any quantity you know say three or or more you know I always try to have you know my, my wife be present in the home mm. we typically you know she would just be in the home she's not you know there physically and necessarily in the room i'm in mm. so th that aspect of it was okay you know there was no chance i was gonna burn the house down or mm. anything like that but it is i i wonder if you know, there's a lot of distractions when you're in your own mm. home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's it's easy to get pulled out of the experience. You get up to go to the bathroom and, you know, oh, I forgot to turn off the thing. You know, <laughs> you know that, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff can happen. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that is one of the benefits of, of coming 
to you know another place mm-hmm. you surely yeah you can kind of leave yeah. home behind and all the responsibilities and and day-to-day worries it just comes with with that totally yeah and then in terms of safety or you know can you imagine you know, well, this experience that you had yesterday what would that have been like if you would have had that at home by yourself yeah you know it's interesting because it went really well yesterday overall um and perhaps it would have gone really well at home mm-hmm. but i don't know that if if i knew that i was going to have that kind of experience yesterday in a home setting mm-hmm. i don't know if i would have really gone there because mm-hmm. i would have been worried mm-hmm. yeah it's good it was good to have Athena. <laughs> yeah. Even though you didn't move far from that couch ever. <laughs> no. I think I traveled, what, maybe yeah. two feet, three feet from one chair to yeah. the couch. And yet light years. <laughs> Indeed. No, it was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was about the smoothest ride I could have hoped for. And not that it was easy mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and without challenge, but uh, it was, uh, you know, you, you had said these, these shrooms that we ate yesterday were a little calmer, a little warmer maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's true. I think some of the, the, the strains that I had done at home were not necessarily as kind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to know if it's it was so the shroom tell, yeah. or if it was myself at that particular day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very hard. Well, kind of walk walk through a little bit through your experience. Uh, in in one respect, to share how very different these experiences can be for everybody to document that, but also to document for yourself so that you can have something to come back to and and maybe a thread to tie back to some of these experiences. You said yesterday it was already starting to slip through your fingers like sand Uh, so imagine two years from now what that might be like and this can be a record for you to come back and and hear you telling yourself about this experience yeah it's amazing uh i I think so much transpired yesterday that that's part of the problem keeping it all remembering everything that went down Mm. And then there's the the linearity problem. It's hard to remember the exact sequence of things. I I think I recall how it went down, Mm -hmm. but I can't be quite sure Mm because there was a considerable period of time where I was right. And and we don't we don't have to talk about kind of the yeah the sequence of events. No, Uh, but there were some pretty major concepts that you were exploring that are worth exploring further and this is also a reason why i think it's valuable to go to a place and work with people who have experience because us sitting here and talking through that experience that you had was probably pretty valuable to your immediate and ongoing processing yes yes uh there was there was a, a great period of time there where you were sitting in a chair and we were talking and we weren't really looking at each other we were just talking over the back of the couch and that, that was very helpful and and you know it's not that you you guided mm-hmm. but there were you know little questions you asked of me that just spurred me to 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 consider 
things a little deeper. I'm sorry, I kind of I kind of lost my thread here. It's okay. Yeah, uh, just want, wanting to go back to some of these, like I said, the concepts that you were exploring. First of all, just reality, right? The nature of reality. While some people listening might think, "Oh God, here we go, here we go on one of these hippie talks," you know, this is this is a very serious question that is explored by very serious people with mathematics and in ways that we I don't have language for. Uh, and the mushrooms help us dive into uh, these explorations. And I very much feel like you touched on some really important stuff yesterday as you were questioning. And I think your Buddhist studies have had a lot to do with this, but just this nature of reality. So let's let's just explore that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I got, I, I uh, um, Honor had asked me, what triggered you to start laughing? And I finally just remembered a few minutes ago mm. when I was out walking with my wife. Uh, the, I remember laying there and thinking, and I think I said it out loud, I, I've lost track of reality. I misplaced my reality. <laughs> <laughs> and so it began. <laughs> and so it began. <laughs> and that, of course, I thought was amusing. And, 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 and that triggered... The, the, a long period of time considering the nature of reality and and can we choose our realities and realities as currency I remember mm. saying that and I remember it, it at the at the time I said that that really meant something I felt like I touched something there mm-hmm. um, so I spent a lot of time you know what is reality? Is there is there a real? Is there a more real reality? Mm-hmm. And do we make them up? And you know how does that? You know, are these paradigms? And you know, just spend a lot of time with that. And how do you test mm. for reality? How can you be sure that the that the reality you're in is the real reality? And I got me to thinking about, you know, mental illness. And is, is that really, is that just what people, if they've lost their tether to the real reality? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a great question that I've been sitting with and, and testing of reality. Uh, and, and we can think of, that, think of that on a very surface level, like is the table real? real? You know, are we really here? Uh, but then when... As I said, mathematics, you can go even deeper into what all that means and what, okay, then what, what is, what is the deeper nature of the reality that we're experiencing? And as we get deeper into that, we are finding that, you know, you said yesterday, uh, what was it you said? You said, who... Who do we trust? Or who, who works for whom? Well, there was that, but you were you, you said the scientist. You said who tests reality or how do we test for reality or something. And it's like they're the scientists, the real scientists. The hard sciences. The hard sciences. That's how we know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this really exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can measure these things. Right. And then you said atoms are real. 
right? And then that's one of the questions that I raise is like, well, well, atoms are real, yes, but when we go to measure electrons, they disappear, right? Just by measuring them, just by measuring, we change them exactly. So then, you know, what does that say about reality? And there, there, there is real applicable understanding here that we can bring out of these experiences. It's, it's challenging, I think, and it takes, it takes time and communication, contemplation, and, uh, and experience to do so. Uh, but, you know, you've been on this path of healing, of self-improvement, that has ultimately been to create a new reality or a different reality. Indeed. And the reality that you are experiencing today is an outcome, or even let's just say right now, the reality that we're experiencing right now is an outcome of our perception of reality an hour ago or a split second ago. Um, and so I'm just I'm just interested if you could talk about how how you might apply this experience to your ongoing personal development. Yeah, so you know when it was all said and done, and then we had we had finished the the, the trip. I, I, I wondered what was the, what was the true significance of all that time I spent thinking about reality and and I I ultimately late last night you know it really came to me that it's it's really it's my personal reality that I was exploring and I have the choice I can choose my reality and what I want is the most real reality mm. I, without obs- obscurity without delusion without self-delusion mm-hmm. I want to I want to uh, no more no more stories self-made stories about mm. you know what is and what isn't so in, in that regard uh, I think that that's how you, I can use the mushroom to continue this process of of changing my reality mm-hmm. uh, just by by envisioning the reality mm. that I really want for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And so you, so in some respects, you can choose your reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is this hard reality where there are planes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, there's also your, your personal reality mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to remain stuck in the one you're in, mm. um, which, you know, I think a lot of us, I know I was, feel like I've been stuck and, and now I feel like I have more agency, you know, even just from yesterday, I, um, I, I, I kind of knew and this reinforced it. I, I, I don't have to remain in this, this reality indefinitely just as it is Mm. i can make it better Mm -hmm. i can improve this reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and in doing so i can have a a better more joyous life yeah oh yeah 
So where do how do do your Buddhist studies your meditation? Does it did it inform your mushroom experience? Did your mushroom experience inform the practice? Is there some reciprocity there? Um. Yeah, I think my Buddhist studies. You know, I'm 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 kind of a Theravada. You know, kind of more a, a secular Buddhist, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, um. And. So in that regard, you know, they, you know, there's a belief that there are some ultimate truths in this universe, and and so um, and that might have been part of that mm-hmm. long period of thinking about reality mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. truth. Um, so I I do, and and there was a portion of my trip where I really. It was it was it was a visual portion of the experience where I was actually watching the dots be connected, mm-hmm. and it's very very hard to explain because of course it was a visual thing going on in my own head, but it 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 really I felt like I had touched something very very profound and and very real in that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Of course, it, it kind of it it, fa- it starts fading quickly. You have mm-hmm. to. Uh, that's why in journaling is important. I mm-hmm. think you know mm-hmm. as soon as you can, you should write down as much of what you experienced, if if you can, and uh, some of it's ineffable. Mm-hmm. But some, uh, I did that in Jamaica, and I have at times gone back to my journaling. Mm-hmm. I did extensive journaling actually in Jamaica. Okay, and. I've returned to those and and gone. Oh yeah, that's great. I had forgotten about that. Okay, great. So that's a pro tip for you, yeah, prospective sure. uh, shroomers. And another thing that you already exemplified uh, and shared with us is taking a walk. You said that you were on a walk with your wife, and you had some some realizations come back from from yesterday that you'd forgotten. And anything that can get us into these flow states where the subconscious can kind of release some material is a way to reaccess or access again for the first time these realizations or occurrences. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how much you know about this, if you, but walking meditation is extremely powerful for releasing that subconscious. Uh, so... That's a lot of times I encourage people to, you know, really take 20 or 30 minutes a day after a mushroom trip for a week or so and just go walk for a little bit. And you'd be so surprised how much bubbles to the surface. Yeah, I, I walk daily. I'm fortunate that I have a green belt by mm. my right by my house mm-hmm. and I, I walk down there so I can kind of get into nature. I'm in a kind of a suburban area, mm-hmm. but it is very helpful. I don't, I don't practice, you know, um, disciplined mm-hmm. walking meditation, which mm-hmm. has a whole mm-hmm. regimen to it, but, uh, going out without distraction, you know, no music, mm-hmm. just, just listen to the wind, just be calm. Yeah, I don't, I guess I don't know about the regimen walking meditation cause I just mean taking a walk oh, and getting yeah. some peace of mind. <laughs> you, you're conscious of your lifting your foot, 
you're moving your foot down. forward, you're setting your foot down, you're doing this very slowly. So you're not really making, you know, and um. I, I haven't really explored it much. I've read a little bit about it. Okay. It's something I expect, uh, it's something I want to explore more of. But right now, uh, mindful meditation mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, just, just focusing on my breath is probably the single um, biggest practice that I do besides listening to Dharma talks. Mm -hmm. And I, I might add that last night uh, before bed, uh, I spent a period of time, probably 20 minutes, you know, just uh, with my breath mm -hmm. thinking. And typically with the breath, you're just focusing on the breath. But that was quite difficult last night because there's so much to process, mm -hmm. but it, it, it afforded me another space to mm -hmm. think about the events of the day. And, and I believe I actually was able to kind of come to some conclusions about what, what the mushrooms were teaching me yesterday. Mm -hmm. Do you want, do you want to share that? Yeah. So, you know, uh, it, well, it kind of comes back to the reality thing, you know, um, I, it was during the meditations last night that I, that I, I hit upon the, the notion that really all that time spent mm -hmm. considering realities is it's about my personal reality mm -hmm. and and the beyond the addictions that I was burned with you know I uh, I have secrets that I've kept for many years the things that just don't share because frankly some of them are kind of you know I'm a little bit ashamed of how I behaved and you know some of the, only only a couple you know major things that I'm you know shamed about mm. and you know one of those was years ago as a teenager but you know it was an event you know eight nine years ago that I'm not too proud of mm -hmm. and and you know and the other thing is, you know, little lies, you know, uh, what little white lies or omissions of truth, you know, in, in sometimes with the best of intentions, you know, I don't want to say that to my wife, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that just open a can of worms right. and don't want to go there. But uh, I, I came to realize that, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's just more, it's just more junk up in the attic <laughs> that I'm carrying around and, and so um, you know I think I've resolved at least you know moving forward that you know going to you know model the behavior that you and Courtney have modeled so well on your podcast about mm. being open and honest especially with your partner mm. you know uh, but with everyone you know why lie? You don't have to remember anything. Mm. Tell the truth. <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, I wonder if that was part of it. I've lost, you know, and during my experience yesterday, I said, I've lost track of my reality. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is, it, uh, is that part of, you know, you, you have to keep track of yeah, all the lies yeah, you tell yeah, yeah. because yeah. you get tripped up. Interesting. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> and so, hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to work with there. Yeah, just something new that the mushrooms, something else the mushrooms have showed me. Mm -hmm. So you you weren't meditating when you came and to Soul Seven originally. You've been meditating more frequently for how long now? Oh, good, about two years actually. Okay, so you you've kept it up since then. Okay, it, it was it was very soon after coming from Jamaica that. Uh, a casual reference by you in a podcast mentioning Ram Das hmm. 
thought, oh yeah, I know that name. And I started searching Ramdas and I found his audio tapes and that just started leading mm-hmm. me further mm-hmm. and further into those studies. Do you feel like that had any impact on your ability to navigate the, the experience yesterday? Perhaps. Um, it's hard to know how much that is versus the clarity that I have from being kind of uh, free of alcohol mm, and marijuana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, those, I think, take a while to, to clean out mm-hmm. your system. And so, yeah, there's just been some research around meditation, the benefits of meditation in psychedelic stability, I guess, or being able to get the most out of your experience and manage the experience well, and also its ability to assist with integration. So I still feel like a novice mm-hmm. in, in the whole meditation game and, and, and in my studies. I've, I've read several books and listened to several audio books. But, and, and the meditation is an ongoing work. It's, mm-hmm. it's about cushion time, you know, practice, mm-hmm. practice, mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. And, and that's you know, making time for that sometimes a challenge. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. So, so let's talk about your, your spirituality a little bit or how you perceive this this topic and your relationship to it you said yesterday at one point that uh like basically in short you said oh i get it the mushroom is god uh, and you know like that, that we can explore that a little deeper there was a a an actual um how do i want to say it there was a uh, relatable understanding of the nature of fungi that you brought into that uh, discussion. Um, so, yeah, expand on that if you can. Yeah, uh, at, at some point I was considering the fact that this entire planet really is one giant organism mm. and we're just a part of it and the fungi and I'm, I'm, I'm being very broad here you mm-hmm. know is is pretty much worldwide encompasses mm-hmm. and and it, it, it hit upon me that that they they are they are really what's in control and they are the teachers and they're happy to teach you. <laughs> uh, they're happy to indulge you in your in, in these in these experiences. But there's a lesson to be learned with each lesson, with each with each experience. And if you don't get it, you can do them again, and they'll <laughs> they'll show you again. Um, it, it was it was just a, a notion. Yeah. But at the time, it seemed kind of profound, and. And you know, there's there's so much um, uh, mushroom iconography. You know, is that the proper word? Iconography. Yeah. Uh, you know, throughout history and and throughout the various religions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can I can easily see from especially the experience I had yesterday how mushrooms have likely informed many, if not all religion mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. just a supposition you know mm-hmm. unproven for sure yeah, yeah. but uh 
But uh, it seemed kind of apparent to me yesterday. <laughs> you, were, you were rather convinced yesterday. <laughs> and, I, you know, you haven't convinced me otherwise right now. <laughs> it's something that comes up, you know. This and Again, I'm not saying that the mushrooms are God. And one of the things we were talking about in the Sunday service today, you know, this, like, the icons that we look to, they only become problematic if we perceive them as the source of power, the source of existence, the source of consciousness. The mushroom is all of everything is just another aspect of consciousness. But the mushroom absolutely plays a crucial role in communicating that consciousness, communicating awareness, informing awareness of itself. So to, to, to say, to suggest that perhaps the mushroom could be viewed as a godhead is not really too far out of bounds for me. Uh, particularly when we consider the possibilities of panspermia and mycelium or spores traveling through space and being these vanguard species that potentially bring life to planets and creating soil and, and more opportunity for life. Uh, and then what they do to our minds is quite fascinating. Uh, so, but, but more realistically, how do mushrooms, if at all, fit into your relationship to spirituality, if you will? Well, yeah, I'll I give you an example of, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of a, a secular Buddhist, if you will. I, mm-hmm. have, a, I have a problem with the idea of a, of a creator God mm-hmm. and, or, a, you know, especially a, a vengeful God, mm-hmm. you know, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Someone who's well, a, a single entity, which is preordained everything. Yeah. But I was considering the fact that, you know, um, many Buddhists feel that we are reborn over and over and we have to work through our stuff and until we can elevate our consciousness, until we can exit this plane of existence and move to a higher plane. And I was kind of musing on the fact that, you know, over the arc of time, we are evolving and the world with as many problems as it has is getting better and better. And and I think successive generations of people, for the most part, are more enlightened than previous ones. Mm -hmm. We were unveiling more of the the hidden scientific world every year Mm -hmm. and and also the, the hidden interior world of ourselves. And... I'm always looking for a logical answer based on on real science, if you will. And I was wondering, well, how could someone be reborn? Um, and I was like, well, if you're if you die and the the mushrooms, if the fungi consumes your body, does your does it perhaps consume your DNA? And is there in one little strand of your DNA, is that enough to somehow be reanimated? Mm. And you know, and we don't necessarily get to come back as a human each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, maybe is there some you know nature-based, you know, true mm-hmm. scientific mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are reborn? Because ultimately, everything on this planet gets recycled, hundred mm-hmm. percent, and including us. So. Something I've been asking people lately, and I'm genuinely, genuinely curious, and I'm trying to kind of at least get 
an answer inside of a box or some kind of a wrap my head around some kind of an answer. How do you understand the animating force that is speaking to us now? Because you're you're one in one part you're communicating the material aspect. You die, your body goes in the earth, mushrooms eat it or whatever eats it, it turns into dirt, your DNA is absorbed into the earth. But what about how do you understand that part of you that isn't DNA that is yeah, the essence yeah, of Steve. The, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a question I'm still grappling with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a big concept mm-hmm. and I, I don't really have a ready answer mm-hmm. for that yet. Um, it comes down to the ego and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And those are, I, I still struggle with that. Oh, I think it's a lifelong, you know, thing to consider. Um, and, and yesterday when we were talking, it, we kind of touched on that. Um, I, 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 I think I suggested somewhere along the line that I don't know if, maybe you can help help bring this back. But there was a point where we were talking about um, this true self this the 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 self without the ego the ego stripped away the essence observing itself in everything um when you were i believe this when you're kind of in this i create my reality this is this is is this a fabrication of my own that's what it was because it it brought to mind experiences that I've had where it did seem very clearly that the was the the Eric that is talking is not in truth the Eric that is behind the voice or the thing that's behind the voice right that Eric is a filter that this thing talks through and it's talking to itself when it's talking to you and it's trying to understand itself by talking to you but there we both have these filters that it is filtering through in attempting to understand itself um and i don't know if this is just going to end up in one big loop Mm -hmm. uh, but it's certainly a recurring experience for many people as they get into those highly uh ego diminished states where there seems to be a kind of a nameless consciousness that is amazed to find itself here in a world of its own making. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I I definitely kind of went there. Um, Who, I remember thinking, who... Who is in charge here? Who mm-hmm. works for whom mm-hmm. in this? Mm-hmm. In this, and is 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 the world really? Is it is it just me? And all of this I've constructed, or or is 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 the world? Is it is Eric running the show? Mm-hmm. And you know. The <laughs> It, it was uh, it was some difficult stuff there, mm-hmm. but it was kind of fun too uh, to to contemplate. Um, yeah, for a while there, I was thinking yeah, maybe maybe the world really is only these few people: Eric, myself, Courtney, <laughs> and Athena. 
and maybe maybe honors running the whole show. <laughs> we all just work for her. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, as far as a, uh, a uh, an epiphany about that, it it ultimately kind of eluded me. Yeah, there's no there's no solid ground to stand on. Really, it's all kind of ever shifting and trying to get an idea, just a, a way to describe it. But it was it was truly amazing. It was it, it was amazing, not not fun, but it was it was quite interesting to go there and to, and to, to 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 play in that realm and to consider those things. It's very hard to consider those things without the aid of mushrooms, or it, it's much easier to consider mm-hmm. them with the aid of mushrooms mm-hmm. because uh, you don't have to just use pure thought you know you can you can get visual imagery to help support Mm -hmm. those those concepts Mm -hmm. as they race through your head yeah so in that regard you know the mushrooms are are a nice tool to be able to go there Mm -hmm. and i i I use the term play really loosely because it's it's (laughs) as i as i mentioned elsewhere in my trip i go holy smokes this is some dangerous stuff we're playing with here you got to be careful Mm -hmm. uh you gotta be careful with your realities they're Mm -hmm. delicate things realities are delicate things (laughs) yes (laughs) good lesson Uh, well, you did great. You managed it all wonderfully, and it was really, really awesome to be there along the ride for a while. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really glad you were there. It um, this truly was um, as probably as good of an experience as I expected you could have. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's more, and maybe mm. there's even more mm. better experiences <laughs> on the shroom, but. Uh, at least for now, uh, I've got plenty to chew on. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, definitely. And you'll, I think it'll be it'll be wonderful to see how this continues to expand for you. I'm really looking forward to our calls in the weeks coming up, and just hearing kind of what you're continuing to glean from all of this. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So is there is there a uh, a one liner the mushroom gives you? Is there a a psilocybin says T-shirt? <laughs> that Steve would would print. Psilocybin says. Psilocybin says. <laughs> courage. Oh yeah, that was your part of your mantra, huh? Yeah. yeah. Be courageous. Go there. Yeah. Yeah. Test it. Definitely. You yeah. you know the nature loves courage from Terrence McKenna. I think we. No, I yeah. haven't. I'm not familiar with that. That's that was the quote. That was the one that I was looking for. That ah. he said he said nature loves courage because. You find when you fling yourself off into the bit, the abyss, when you finally muster up the courage to fling yourself off into the abyss, you find out that it's a feather bed. And, and I think that that's, you know, maybe it wasn't, it didn't feel like a feather bed, but you, there, yesterday you were, you were well cared for by the mushroom. I took good care indeed. of you. Uh, an, an analog to that is uh, Michelle Shocked, great um, singer, songwriter. She has a, a song where she talks about hanging on by your fingertips on that ledge, and and you and you finally you let go and you fall one inch mm. down to the <laughs> ground where you belong. 
<laughs> yeah, good image. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me here uh, and joining us here for this weekend. It's really, this is, uh, it's pretty awesome, man. We didn't didn't plan it this way. It's the six months that we've been. I mean, I'm interested. In, you know, we haven't talked about this, but I'm interested in you. You continue to show up for those Sunday services on mm-hmm. Zoom, and I'm interested in what you feel like you're getting out of that. Um, a good portion of it, to be frank, mm-hmm. is support for you. Oh. I, I I would like to be there for you. Oh, wow! Just as you have been there oh, for me. Wow! That, thanks. Um, I, 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 I'm a bit of an introvert, so I find it difficult to, to share in those big zoom forums. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly enjoy listening to the other people and, and I, I often have thoughts after the fact, after mm-hmm. we, it's over. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have said to so-and-so <laughs> this, um, but I, I like the sense of community mm. and I like that you're, you're drawing in a, a, a nice, wide, diverse audience. There's people, from what I can tell, from all walks of life, mm-hmm. you know, showing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing that okay. you and Courtney are doing and, and your whole crew, Athena. And, yeah. um, and, and I, I just want to let you know that I'm, I, I want to support you moving forward. Well, that's forward. really awesome, man. Thank you so sincerely. Thank you. I, I, that did not enter my mind. I just thought you must be really enjoying the conversations and that sheds a whole new light on it. Yeah. You know, first it was the podcast. I heard you had the new podcast up around like, Oh, cool. Cause I'd listened to all your older ones and, uh, and then, and a church. What? I got a church going. Kick ass. A kick ass church. <laughs> I like that. Indeed. I like that. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you. Eric. All right. <laughs>